Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Welcome to the greatest of all time speeches and journals podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of uh, the Grace of All Time Speeches. Um, I am very, very excited to be going over this uh, excellent speech quote from the great Carl Sagan. Now, a little bit of uh, Sagan's history. He was a little bit of a celebrity in a lot of ways. He's a science, he's an American astronomer and a planetary scientist, um, a cosmologist, uh, astrophysicist, astrobiologist, an author, a poet, and a science communicator, amongst other things. He was born on the 9th of November, 1934, in New York, and uh, sadly passed away on the 20th of December, 1996, and was still fairly active right up until the end. Um, So very, very well uh, involved in his cause. Very, like I said, a popular figure. Um, Sagan... um, he, he won the uh, Pulitzer Prize in 1977 for his book, The Dragon's Eden. And in 1980, he co-wrote and uh, narrate, uh, narrated the award-winning series Cosmos, A Personal Voyage. And this was watched by over 500 million across 60 countries worldwide. And I believe it was the most watched um, series of in history for the American public up until 1990. So he very, very, very popular, involved with some very popular works. And obviously he was also on many talk shows and on the great Johnny Carson's late night show. He was a guest on and amongst other things. So he, for a man in in his profession, he really captured the imagination uh, of the people and was able to communicate in a way that others just hadn't been able to. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background of the, of what we're going to be reading from. And, and this is just straight from Wikipedia. Um, it's references the pale blue dot and the pale blue dot is a a photograph of earth taken on February 14th, 1990 by the Voyager one space probe from a record distance of about 6 billion B kilometers or 3.7 billion miles as part of that day's family portrait series of images of the solar system in the photograph earth's apparent size is less than a pixel the planet appears as a tiny dot against the vastness of space among bands of sunlight reflected by the camera voyager one which had completed its primary mission was leaving the solar system was commanded by NASA to turn its camera around and take one last photograph of Earth across the great expanse of space at the request of astronomer and author Carl Sagan. The phrase pale blue dot was coined by Sagan himself in his reflections on the photograph's significance, documented in his 1994 book of the same name. And it's from that quote that we're going to be... um, reading from now 
before we get into it, I just want to ask this question. Have you ever taken the time to lay out at night and stare up at the stars? What did you feel? What were your thoughts? I mean, did you think it was beautiful? Did you feel insignificant? Did it make you wonder what else is out there? What are we all doing on this floating rock in space? Well, that's what we're going to read, what Sagan's thoughts were and what his thoughts were about this floating rock in space, so to speak, that we call Earth and the galaxy. And he does it very well. And I will commence reading it now. Um, before I, <laughs> actually not now, before I read into it, he uh, he's referencing that picture, remember, where you can see Earth and all you can see is Earth almost like a pixel, which is hence the name of Pale Blue Dot. And in reference to that photo, he gives this uh, speech or this this quote. Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you have ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on a mode of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the endless cruelties visited visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner, how frequent their misunderstandings, how eager they are to kill one another, how fervent their hatreds. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Just pause, you know, the quotation here for a bit. I mean, uh, the way he, he phrases that, you know, they, they, so they could be a, a momentary master of a fraction of a dot. It seems so insignificant. And I had this discussion with my wife earlier today, and I guess seeing the earth as a dot in the galaxy really makes you think, I mean, all of the efforts of all humankind seem so futile when you know when you put it into perspective of the whole galaxy. These conquerors, I mean, Alexander the Great and Genghis Khan and these other conquerors, it's, it's like, well, what was the point of it? Look, what was it all for? I mean, look at the Earth; it's from afar. When you look at it from outer space, it still spins, whether or not they existed at all. It's almost as if nothing happened. So in comparison to the galaxy, nothing seems 
of uh, you know of any significance. So, on the other hand, however, if you believe in a high cause, I mean that could be God or it could be some other purpose or meaning, something of greater worth than yourself, I suppose. Then, when you look at it that way, you know, we're, in one way we're nothing, but in in another way we're everything. You know, we're we're the dust of the earth, but we're also love in a physical form. Um, we're death, but we're also legacy. I mean. Isn't that something? Isn't that a a deep topic to consider? And Sagan's perspective helps open up that discussion. I'll, I'll carry on his, uh, you know, from from these readings. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe, are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. Visit, yes. Settle. Not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known. Just such an awesome topic, I think. And, and Sagan gives it some nice eloquence and um, the appropriate temperament tone, I suppose, in discussing some kind of reverence, which I think the galaxy deserves, and Earth's as well, specifically. Um I think Sagan's lesson that understanding more about the universe should lead us to be more kind is a good one. And it's interesting to know what different people feel when they, you know, when they look at the galaxy, particularly this picture of the earth, you know, time I feel is something, you know, it's all something we all have a finite amount of, you know, we all have an equal 24 hours in a day, but we don't have the same amount of years and days. However, and looking at the earth, for me, it makes me remember that. Uh, it helps me feel humbled and appreciative of the time I do have here and also for the time others have and for those whose time has passed. That's what I think about when I look up at the stars, when I look at the pale blue dot from um, other vantage points. And I can't help but wonder, you know, what, what else lies a, across that black sky? What other wonders are there for us to explore and find? Um, it's a very interesting thought. And no wonder uh, Sagan was able to capture the imagination of the people. Um, thanks for listening in. I uh, really enjoyed reading this speech. I hope you enjoyed uh, hearing it. And I'll look forward to catching up with you again soon with another amazing speech 
from another amazing person. Um, thanks again, and see you next time. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe or leave a review, and together we can share the lessons of history with the whole world. I am the greatest.